This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. So yesterday on the show, we had a story that apparently took place in London, Ontario. And we were giving this guy grief. It's a guy, a video went viral, guy at a Tim Hortons drive-thru. He pulls up, and before he'll take the coffee off the drive-thru window ledge, he pulls out this little can of disinfectant spray and starts spraying the coffee. Then he rotates it a quarter sprays the cup some more, rotates the cup again, sprays it some more, takes the lid off of the cup, throws the lid back into the uh, Tim Hortons drive through window. People are honking behind him. He's telling them to F off. <laughs> just just pretty disrespectful to the, the Tim Hortons employees to do that. Well, apparently someone in Hamilton, Ontario, heard that story and said, hold my coffee. <laughs> Well, maybe he wasn't inspired by it. I don't know, because this actually happened last Friday, Taz, but he's now been officially charged, so it's in the news. Uh, this guy, last Friday in uh, in Hamilton, went through the drive-thru at the Tim Hortons around 3.30 p.m. Uh, on the East Mountain. At the window, this is a quote from the police, uh, at the window, a discrepancy arose over the form of payment. The customer became verbally aggressive. However, the payment was received and the order was filled. As the driver was leaving, he spat not once, but thrice uh. in the direction of the employee, striking her and the drive through window. This was a 52-year-old Hamilton man. He was arrested. He faces uh, assault and mischief charges. Um, maybe it looks like... Oh, mischief under 5,000 charges. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the big thing, it's disrespectful, but also dangerous right now. Uh, launching bodily fluids at people. See, this is... if we're, we're thanking these people who are on the front lines, who are working to keep us fed... And they're not making a lot of money to do it. If I, I'm at my job and I have to start dodging loogies, that's the point where I just say, screw it. I'm going on EI. <laughs> yeah. A loogie is ignorant any day of the week before all of this, but now it's a biohazard loogie, potentially. Next level. No thanks. Yeah. Well, one up. There it is, Hamilton. <laughs> What's you, next? you one up London there. Now I kind of feel bad for making fun of the disinfectant guy. I'd much rather that than the Lugs. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he was reasonable. <laughs> there's lots of good people around still, but there's definitely some duds out there. During this time, we're calling them COVIDiots. They are the people who are not helping the situation at all. And we've got a couple COVIDiots uh, of the day here. <laughs> How about this headline, Jim? Spanish cops forced to break up orgy during coronavirus lockdown. <laughs> Spanish uh. police have arrested eight people who, who they accuse of blatantly flouting the coronavirus lockdown by organizing a drug-fueled orgy. How did they... Okay, I wonder if they got noise complaints or did they find an ad on Kijiji or something? Undercover cops in Barcelona raided uh, this orgy group sex session at a holiday apartment. Uh, They have a COVID-19 curfew, so they are in uh, violation of the curfew. During the Barcelona orgy raid, drugs, including cocaine and liquid ecstasy, were seized from the apartment, which had been rented for a week by one of the partygoers. 
Local reporters said another 20 people were uh, expected to show up. Uh, that was organized on a website. There you go. So mm. I think they they saw it online or somebody somebody tipped them off, but the police intervened. <laughs> so eight people were arrested. 20 people were expected. Aren't you glad you showed up late to the orgy that day? <laughs> yeah, usually you're, you're stressed <laughs> yeah. out. How, you see the sirens, and then you turn yeah. around and just go in the other direction. I mean, how gross for the police officers to have to enter that room, not only because of the COVID-19 scare, but everything else floating around in the air there, too. No thanks. How can you trust your, your orgy friends in a time like this? You don't know where they've been. You, you never really know where they've been, but especially now, do you, are, they, are you that close do you trust your orgy uh, mates that much that they haven't contracted COVID-19 at some point? I just, uh, orgy is not at the top of the list right now. Just think <laughs> about once everyone gets the all clear, if a vaccine comes along, if there's a cure, just think about how great that orgy is going to be. Because without longing, there is no desire. <laughs> the anticipation is the best part of the orgy. When you get there... And and the lights are a little too bright. It's never what you expected it was going to be. I can't believe this. Mariah Carey is 50 years old. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me feel old, Jim. She was like the hottest babe on Much Music back in the day. You'd, young teenage Taz would just love the Mariah Carey videos, especially the one where she, she has that zip-up bathing suit. Do you know what I'm Zip talking about? Bathing suit. Before she, your time? Is that the one where she's on the racetrack, or am I thinking of something else? It's the one with, like, jet skis in it. Uh, she's got the bathing suit with a zipper on it. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome video. I do I do love Mariah Carey. I love her in uh, Heartbreaker, that video. She got that 90s high-waisted jeans and the crop top. Was it Heartbreaker? Mm. I can't remember what video it was. I love Mariah Carey. <laughs> Mariah Carey, 50 years old today. Fergie from Black Eyed Peas is turning 45, which uh, I, I don't know if it's getting uh, even harder for Fergie to hold her peas in now, but <laughs> she pees her pants. You is know that, that what it right? is? The Black yeah, Eyed Peas are pants? No, you haven't seen the pictures of Fergie Peter Pants on stage once. Shut up. Yes. Furry Peter Pants on stage. I thought this was a pun on black-eyed peas. No. Fergie, uh, notoriously, during a show, wet herself. <laughs> I think maybe she did it more than once. Huh. Don't quote me on that, but at least one time, Fergie suspected to have peed herself on stage, which happens. Sure, you, we've all been there. Yeah, you get a little older, and you laugh too hard, or you cough, and a little dribble comes out. <laughs> Happy birthday, Fergie. She's 45. A stirring tribute. And Quentin Tarantino celebrating uh, a birthday. Obviously, Django Unchained, uh, Glorious Bastards, Hateful Eight. You got uh, your Kill Bills. You have Reservoir Dogs. And, of course, uh, probably it, it's his biggest movie, Pulp Fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it's been March for about two years now, Jim? It really does. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's not even over until Tuesday next week. There's a 31st. We had to we had to have this happen during one of the longest months. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we are quarantined here, uh, day 12 of us doing the show from our houses. And uh, yesterday, Jim, you were getting pretty worked up because some guy online was calling you out saying that you shouldn't have gone to the grocery store. Now, explain to everybody, you didn't go in the grocery store, right? No, I didn't even have close to human contact. I pulled up into the, there's three designated parking, parking spots where you order your food online and then somebody will bring the food out to your car and put it in your in your trunk or in the back of your truck or whatever you need. So I parked at the parking spot, sat in my car, popped the trunk. He loaded it up. I honked. He left. We went our separate ways. No contact whatsoever. And this guy was saying I was being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile... How did he know? How did he know you went to get groceries? Did you say it on the radio? Yeah, I think I casually mentioned it. I, I, I casually mentioned it. I must have just said I went to pick up groceries or something. So he called me uh-huh. out of the thing and I went into the store. And then when I said all I did was do that process, he still said, but you still broke quarantine. And <laughs> I... I wasn't on a lo- like a legally mandated quarantine. I voluntarily quarantined myself. I came back three days before the mandatory quarantine uh, thing was established. So we just did it to set an example, and I'm still getting called out. Yeah. And maybe maybe in an ideal world, you wouldn't have had to leave the house, but you were out of food, and you needed to get food, and you didn't have somebody who could go get it for you, and, and you you went and you, you did it as responsibly as... You could, right? I mean, give what I hadn't touched my trunk. I had it was the first time I moved my car since I came back from Florida. What do you think is going to happen, man? What is the worst case scenario? It's just overblown. This is a great time for people to feel uh, more uh, more superior and totally. Uh, and uh, white knight on social media make themselves look like they're better than everyone else. It's tough because it's a fine line. It is very important to self-isolate, to quarantine, not to leave the house unless you absolutely have to. It's very important. But at the same time, you got people who are just, you know, the the neighbors whose blinds always move when someone walks past who are just <laughs> waiting to jump oh, all yeah. over somebody to make themselves feel important. Which brings us to this. Uh, I don't know if this is going to catch on in other cities around the province, but London, Ontario, they expected to announce later today a tip line that people can call to report coronavirus uh, quarantine breakers. So if you know one of your neighbors just got back from March break, you're seeing them go to the park and play on the equipment, you're seeing them uh, go to the grocery store, they're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing, a tip line expected to be announced that you can call to rat those people out. Good idea? I mean, I get it. It's better than calling 911 and actually blocking up those lines for real emergencies which yeah. people are apparently calling, but it doesn't sit right in my stomach with me. Like, I don't like where this is going and how much distrust humans have with each other right now. Like, we already have to stand six feet away with each other, from each other, and now we're going to be setting up these designated lines to rat your neighbors out. I mean, even though it's in the public interest, technically, it, I feel like as a society, it's a bad direction to go in. According to the London Free Press, there was an incident on Wednesday where police were called to what they were told was a large gathering in the Orchard Park area. 
the police showed up and it turned out it was four or five people in a backyard oh at a home God. where they at a home where they all lived. So it was just a family in their backyard and someone called the cops. I really do think that is because it's not like you're getting charged or arrested if if someone rats you out. They say they're just going to work on educating people and warning them uh, for before, now. before any charges are laid. Yeah, for now. But uh, it really sounds like it's more to stop people from calling 911 and using up resources that shouldn't be used for this. Yeah, because there's so pe- there's so many people who are so nosy, and you know it's almost justified, right? But uh, you know how many neighbors have called you or your friends or a member of your family for absolutely nothing? Like this is just to keep these people busy, right? Yeah, if you've got an ex you want revenge on, <laughs> just call up, say they're breaking quarantine. <laughs> people will abuse it, but people yeah. will abuse anything. So is is it a good thing or a bad thing? A tip line where you can report your neighbors. Out in Nova Scotia, there's a woman who was caught. She got back from traveling abroad and was put into mandatory quarantine. They caught her breaking her quarantine multiple times. Now she's in big trouble. So we're asking you guys if you think a quarantine snitch hotline is something that is going to help the situation or it's just going to create more problems. Go ahead. Uh, So Sean from London, Ontario. Um, about the uh, hotline there, they should do like they should with the 911 call. If you call and it's not actually an emergency, or if you call on someone and it's not actually true that they're not breaking quarantine, they should be charged. And, uh, yeah, that's what I think should happen. So that way it uh, keeps people from not abusing it. Yeah. Mm. Well, that... Uh would be a little tough to enforce, wouldn't it, Jim? Yeah, there's so much red tape around all of this. And how do you know? Like, how does that person get charged? Like, if, you know, if they think, like, they're not detectives. They're just reporting something, and I don't I don't know. So if the person who called, like, that party in this London Free Press story, there was a party in their neighbor's yard, they thought, they called the quarantine uh, snitch line, and then it turns out it's just the people who live in the house hanging out in their backyard. The people who call the hotline get charged in that situation, too? It was, <laughs> it was just a mistake. Yeah, I don't know. Another call here. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Devin Cohen. I'm calling from Westville, just on my way to work. Heard about the quarantine hotline. I think it'll keep all the Karens busy and uh, free up the 911 <laughs> lines. But I also think Taz is going to get in trouble from all the things I see on Facebook about him breaking quarantine, going for walks. So it might be a good idea, but it might be getting some innocent people in trouble. <sighs> exactly. Here we like go. This guy snitched on you. This guy just did snitch on me. He's already yeah. snitching. <laughs> what have I been posting on Facebook about going for walks? Have I been posting pictures? You're allowed to go for a walk is the thing. You are allowed to get out of the house if you have no symptoms. Uh, number number two on that is we are in voluntary isolation. We got back internationally before there was a mandatory quarantine. Uh, and thank God your quarantine, official 14-day quarantine ended yesterday, Jim, and mine ends today. So... Uh, we're free of the the burden of the snitch hotline if this actually happens. Yeah, but do quote all the Karens know that? <laughs> yeah, Karen, they, they keeping track. 
Karen is just looking for a reason to pick up that phone <laughs> and rat you out. Prime Minister has implemented the Quarantine Act to keep all Canadians safe. If you do not go home and stay home for at least 14 days after returning to Canada, you could now face serious fines or prison time. And we're talking about uh, the possibility of a hotline to to snitch on people who are breaking their quarantine. How about we all just take this as seriously as we should and self-police and make sure we follow the instructions of the experts here. And uh, it would nice to, be nice to see our country be a leader in the world when it comes to uh, planking the curve, flattening the curve, whatever you want to call it here. you got to take it seriously. One of our colleagues, Anthony Farnell from uh, Global he he got COVID-19. He had the coronavirus. Here he is talking to our friend Devin Peacock about when he thinks he got the virus. It's very different for, for different people, and it depends, uh, of course, on age. Maybe you got a, a worse strain of it. But for me, it, it was started with a fever, some body aches, and then it, it came in waves. So that was an initial wave for a couple of days. I got better. I felt completely fine uh, and went back to work, unfortunately, which may have uh, exposed more people. I'm happy to say that nobody uh, has tested positive at our work other than my colleague who was on that ski trip with me. Uh, And then the symptoms a few days later started to come back. So uh, fatigue, uh, body aches, fever. uh, And then this time it was a bit of a shortness of breath as well. And I knew that was a symptom. So I I right away isolated myself and and then went into the hospital emergency room where, where I got that test. Yeah, Anthony thinks he got the the virus around March 13th when he was on a ski trip in Europe. Uh, Here is Anthony describing what happens when you get the virus. Well, I I initially got the results from the hospital. Um, They told me that uh, public health would be in touch, and within an hour they had called me, and and they're primary objective, especially in the early phases of this, is to trace back your steps. So contact tracing. Who have you run into? Who have you been in touch with? Uh, Not just for the last couple of days, but going back weeks to when I first got back from this trip. So that's what they did. They spent quite some time uh, asking for all the details, any public transit I might have taken, any uh, flights, anything like that. And, And then they went and contacted those people and made sure they were isolating themselves for the next 14 days so it's it's a bit of a burden it's a bit of a a chore but it's something that you definitely appreciate the amount of work that goes in to try and contain this right uh, from the onset that's anthony farnell he works for uh, global news he was diagnosed with uh, with covid19 and he wants to remind everybody you're not invincible want to kind of get rid of some of that stigma and i know a lot of people are scared of the virus itself they're scared of spreading it and yeah i i went through it and if you're young you can go through it you don't want to get it but it's something that that is manageable and and you just gotta make sure you you take care of yourself and also keep your distance from from everyone else yeah because you may be able to get over uh the virus but it's the people that you're spreading it to and how rapidly it can spread seem to have a real hate on for los angeles over the past couple days for some reason (laughs) he was going off on la and then he kind of dialed it back uh yesterday said hey sorry 
Sorry, guys, I, I got a little carried away there. But uh, he was said he was writing a song, a diss track for Los Angeles. <laughs> He's not wrong. People who live in, like, L.A., if you think people who live in Toronto are pretentious or they're like, oh, you got to live in Toronto, meet people from L.A. and hear them talk. Yeah. Nice thing is poop down there doesn't stink. So you don't have to <laughs> install a fan in your washroom if you live in L.A. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Hey, we want to say good morning to Rosie. You know Rosie, Jim? I've heard of Rosie, yes. She's wonderful. She's a wonderful person. Rosie is turning nine years old tomorrow. Um, We got this message sent to us. Hey, Taz and Jim, we are the Walters family from Tilsonburg, hoping you can help us with something. Our daughter Rosie's birthday is on Saturday. She's going to be turning nine due to the COVID-19 virus. We've had to cancel her birthday party. And because of travelers in our family, even close relatives cannot celebrate with us. We have not shopped for balloons and gifts. And she's kind of sad because we're not leaving the house right now. She's a good girl. She understands that we're doing it for a good reason. But still, she's nine years old. And she's missing out on her birthday party. We were hoping you could give her a shout on the ra- shout out on the radio for her birthday. Thank you. Uh, we're faithful listeners, Liz and Jason Walters from Tilsonburg. Rosie, happy birthday, young lady! And when this is over, don't worry. I'm sure your parents will throw you a makeup birthday party with even more <laughs> gifts and balloons and friends to help you celebrate. Your birthday's not canceled. It's postponed. Yeah, and it'll be better weather. Nicer. We you can have an outdoor outside. party. Yeah. Rosie, we hope you have a good day, as good as it can be tomorrow with the family. Nine years old is an awesome time. You enjoy every minute of it. Yesterday was supposed to be opening day in Major League Baseball. Didn't happen. They're not 100% sure how the season is going to fall into place here. Could play a half season. Could play uh, a full-length season that doesn't end until after Christmas if they decide to do it that that way. Um, But uh, one thing's for sure, people were missing baseball yesterday, and it was cool to see on social media a lot of the players, a lot of the fans, doing uh, different things to honor the fact that it was supposed to be opening day, singing the national anthem, take me out to the ball game, playing a little, little catch or a little, uh, little baseball in the backyard there. That's what my son and I did, Jim, to, to celebrate. Oh, yeah? He's got an arm on him already, or how's he doing? Oh, boy. Yeah, well, he's on steroids already, right? So I'm getting him ready for Major League Baseball. Perfect, perfect. You got the Houston Astros cheating schedule all worked out, too. That's right. I've, I've taught him how to bang on a garbage can, <laughs> steal signs. He's ready for the Major Leagues, baby. boy. No, we just went out there. We were, uh, were tossing the ball around. He's got his little red plastic bat. He's only three uh, years old, so... You know, that's the level we were playing at yesterday. But we also had our smart speaker out there, and we, we asked the smart speaker to play some baseball music. That's my son's thing. No matter what we're doing, he asks the, the smart speaker to play music based on that. So if we're eating pizza, he'll say, play pizza music. Or if we're uh, doing yard work, play uh, lawn mowing music. You know, <laughs> he thinks there's music to go with everything. So yesterday... 
we we had baseball music on and it did it came up with this great baseball playlist and of course one of the best baseball songs of all time is this one here John Fogarty, center field, love that song, and I've been listening to it my whole life, but there's one part of the song that kind of throws me for a loop every time, every time I hear it. Uh, listen carefully to the lyrics here. We're born again, there's new grass Actually, John, I, I'm not sure I do understand how you feel, but you really seem to be fascinated with that baseball player's looks. Round and what third, is- it's a brown-eyed, handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ru- charge the catcher, but he's just so attractive. <laughs> you will pitch, and I will catch. Let's play with some balls. <laughs> I, I don't know if, if I do understand uh, how you feel, John. Yeah, like what does it have to do with anything? It's it's all good if you find him handsome. It's just it's just an odd thing to shoehorn into a baseball song. <laughs> Round and third, there's a tight man with a bulge bouncing to and fro. Don't <laughs> pretend you don't see it too. I know you do. What? John Fogarty? What are you talking easy, about? Easy. <laughs> uh, dial it back, John Fogarty. There's children present. Okay, I just looked at the lyrics. Around and third and headed for home. It's a brown-eyed, handsome man. Anyone can understand the way I feel. Yes! I don't, <laughs> I don't think everyone understands. I'm sure there's some other people that understand how you feel. But uh, I just want to. I need more context. Who are you looking? Is it the ump? (laughs) Is it the coach? Is it the catcher? I am confused. Look at the mustache on the guy. I bet it really tickles. What? (laughs) John Fogarty? Relax. This is a baseball game. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.